welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Are you ready for the word? Can you declare out loud, today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Be seated. Amen. So good. Something that I've noticed in my, my life, 41 years, is that there are many people on planet Earth that are alive, but they're not living. You know what I'm talking about? People that are alive, but they're not living. Maybe you know some people that you would throw into that category. And I want to start, and it's, it's an obvious, of a, a observation that really actually breaks my heart. Because I just know the truth of God. Anyone else know the truth of God here this morning? And God wants to transform people's lives. And on planet Earth, there is no need for people to be alive but not really living life. And um, God wants to breathe into people's world. So it's an observation that has, has broken my heart over my lifetime. And, uh, but there is good news. We all know that there is an answer. There is an answer, and if you feel like today you're alive but you're not really living, I want to give you an answer today that will change your year. It'll change your life. I want you to know a few things, that God has a plan so that you can live a full life of release, of blessing, of peace, of honour, of grace, and of freedom. God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to live in these areas. So today, I brought someone really special with me up on platform this morning, and um, he's found in this. It's called the living word of God. And so today, we're going to talk about the living word of God. Back in the beginning, okay, before all things were created, there was three. There was the Father. There was the Spirit of God and there was the Word of God. And the Word became flesh. And when he left, he left disciples and they rewrote the Word into English so that we literally can have the living Word of God in our lives. That every day we can read this. It's not just a manual. This is not just a historical book. We need to know and understand that this is the living Word of God. And if you want to be more than just alive today, you need this inside of you. Because this is living. I need to remind every Christian in this place that this is the living Word of God. This is not just the Bible. You can put a capital B in front of it, a capital W in front of the Word. It doesn't matter. We need to know that this is more than just words on a page. This quite literally has come from heaven. The Bible teaches us that every writer that penned these words was inspired by the Spirit of God. They had to be inspired by the Spirit of God because it literally is the living Word of God. Before Jesus became flesh, he was the Word in heaven. And we now have it with us today. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let me tell you, what's a two-edged sword? Let me tell you, you'll you'll win every battle in your life through proclaiming the word of God. You don't win the battle of addiction without the word. You don't win the battle in your marriage today without this being the foundation of your marriage. This is, that's called being unequally yoked. You need both husbands and wives in this place today listening to this. You need to know that it's your responsibility to build your life on the Word of God. And when you do that, the Word will fix the other person and might just fix you in the process. The Word does it. 
It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart because the heart's deceitfully wicked. And we need something that can get to our heart to bring purification to it, amen? Because we can't do it because we're deceived. You know, oh, whatever my heart, you know, oh, whatever my heart, you know, oh, oh, if, oh, if my heart moved for that man, how, why, how did you know that you were in love with, oh, my heart moved for him? Well, you need to know your heart's deceitfully wicked. <laughs> And if he's not a son of God, you need to go to the next in line. Build your house on the word of God, not on, oh, my heart fell. Who cares what your heart feels? I don't care. You shouldn't care. What we should care is what the word of God says, and it's renewed our heart. The word of God, when you read it every day, this is why we're reading it every day together. I tell you what, don't just look at the screens and hear the announcements and go, man, I love our church, how they do this sort of stuff, and you're not part of it. You are the church. Join this plan. It's really easy. And if you're struggling with it, you need to know that right at the top, it says available plans. You go into available plans. The very last plan is um, the Bible in a year. That's the plan where doing and download that thing join in with the church because this will change your heart this will renew your mind it'll give you power and authority over your life break those things move those things it will grow you it'll mature you it'll give you the the out plan of how to live your life the things to believe and agree with the way to walk the things to say the way to raise your children it's all found in there and we need it to build upon our heart Amen. Amen. Awesome. I haven't even started. That's one verse. (laughs) So I've called today's message the living word. The living word. And today what we're going to do is we're going to find out how to get the most out of the Bible. Have you ever wanted to get the most out of the Bible? First of all, you've got to pursue God. You have to pursue, you have to understand that these aren't words. If you don't understand what you're reading today, it doesn't really matter because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and he will do something in your life with that. And in due season, I promise you'll get understanding. And when you come to church all the time, what happens is you surround yourself with faith-filled people. And I love it. We had uh, an amazing couple over our house for New Year's Day and our conversations was, was all about around the Word of God. It was like pulling out faith and we are pulling things apart. Like you want these people in your world because these people will help you mature and understand the Word of God. This is what the church is all about. So we have to pursue. We have to commit to having the living Word of God happening through our lives. You know, the living Word of God, it produces. And it's possible to be alive but not living. But when we have the living Word of God in us, it will produce something out of our lives. The living Word of God produces life. Listen to this. It will produce prosperity. And it accomplishes whatever God wants it to accomplish through our lives. And let me prove that to you through Scripture. Isaiah 55, 8-11 says... For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow... This is one of those sort of verses I think you can read real quick and not really understand. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud and it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I, God, please. 
I like that. The Word of God in your life will accomplish what God pleases. Not what I please, not what your pastor pleases, what you please, what God wants to do. And it shall prosper. So one thing you can be sure of, the Word of God will prosper you. In the things for which I sent it. This reminds us that the Scripture has ultimate power and authority. The Scripture has ultimate power and authority. The Scripture has the ability to open our understanding that is beyond our capacity or capabilities into the thoughts and the ways of God. Into the thoughts and the ways. His thoughts are higher His ways are higher. So how do we obtain it? We obtain it through the living word of God. Also, God's word has an agenda. So it says to water us that we should grow. There is an agenda. And talking about the word of God, Isaiah 55, 10 said this. It said, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there to heaven, but water the earth. Okay, now in Isaiah, the earth is you and I. Okay, so he's using the analogy or the picture. Okay, what really does happen in, in the spirit, and we see it around, but he's also using the words or this story to relate to you and I. So it comes down, it waters the earth, yes, but it waters you and I, and makes it bring forth and bud, which is to bring forth new life. So therefore, when the rain comes down, it waters you and I, okay, and it brings forth something from your life. It has an agenda that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. This is saying, when consumed, the Word of God produces in someone's life, in the consumer's life. We are no longer at this point just alive. We now start living. Buds come off our life. Why? To produce seed. Seed to the sower. I read that and I go, so my life is meant to produce new living buds, which is seed and bread to the sower and the eater, which is other people. The other people. City Point North, your life is to produce something of nutrients to help grow, to help feed, to help someone else live in your families, in your marriages, but corporately, church, in our community. We aren't here to become what they they call fat Christians. Has anyone ever heard the term fat Christians before? In other words, what, what a fat Christian is, is they read the living word and they kill it. Let me, let me say that. I'll, I'll go have to explain this one. <laughs> a, a fat Christian reads the living word and then kills it. Because the bud gets no more, it, it gets its life through producing. A bud never stays a bud, does it? It produces a branch and then leaves come off it. Okay, it brings life and then formulates oxygen and it it, it goes out to the whole world. But when the word of God stays in your bedroom and in your life, what happens is it starts to go weird. We kill it. Anyone ever met a weird Christian before? Okay, there's none here at City Point North, so I'm speaking to those people who might be listening somewhere. And um, what happens is when the word stops living, it creates weirdness and poison. Can you say that about the word? Absolutely, I can say that about the word. Because Lucifer knows the word of God backwards. Yet he's poison. And so when you don't bear good fruits, the Bible talks to us about bearing good fruits. Okay, when you don't do that, what happens is the word gets sterile inside of you and it will make you go weird, unrelatable, someone that, you know, the world doesn't want to know as a Christian. We are called to have life flowing through and out of us, through and out of us. It's called the river of living water. 
It's called the rivers of... Has anyone seen where the water stops flowing? What happens to that creek? It gets mucky and dirty. The fish will die. You might get tadpoles, but then they grow and they leave. Okay, it's green. There's algae in there. But when you get a stream of water, there is always life and there is always life being produced. If you want to start living, you have to start giving. If you want to, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about what you have from God. You know, I believe if you've been a Christian for five minutes, you're five minutes ahead of the next person in line. And so you have something to give. You have a testimony to share. You have your life past experiences that you can start to share. We have to be living out the Word of God in order for us to be living Christians. Let me tell you, people in this place today, where you feel like your life is stuck, you're looking at your your finances, you're looking at your marriage, you're looking at your family, you're looking at your world and you're thinking to yourself, man, when is it my turn to move forward? Let me tell you, today it's your turn today. It's your turn right now. In fact, the truth is, it was your turn yesterday. But you have to start living. And how do we do that? We read this and we say to God, what, to God whatever I learn today, I'm going to share. Whatever I learn today, I'm going to give. Whatever I learn today, I'm going to example. Today, you know, it's not okay just to go to the shopping centers and be around that group of people and just let your integrity slip. It's not okay to be at work with tradespeople and allow your integrity to slip and just go, well, I'm trying to relate to them, so I'm a bit looser. No, why don't they see the living word of God flowing out of your house, out of your life? Because when they see that, they will want to jump in the pond and you will receive more blessing in your world because what you gave. Truly, it's better to give than what it is to receive. Amen? Amen. Amen. So there's another agenda in Scripture also, which is whatever God pleases it to be. This is a trick one. Verse 11, it says, It shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I send it. Well, one thing we can be sure of is that it will prosper. We've got no idea sometimes what God's doing in our life. Hey, it's truth, isn't it? Like, why on earth did I have to rent for 10 years after having so much blessing? We owned five homes before we rent. We had lots of money in the bank. Why did I have to go through that? Because God wanted me to, to teach me dependency on him, not dependency on my own labor. Best lesson. And now today, 10 years later, thank you, Jesus, I'm in a house. But God taught me a lesson. This is, this, you, you may not know this. I, I won't go on too much here on this. But this all happened before I become a, a pastor. And in the middle, about year five, I knew God strongly calling uh, me to pastor a church. And I thanked God that I lost all my houses and all the money. I thanked God because I realized what he was doing. See, I knew, I, I knew that he would prosper me even though in the situation I had no idea what was going on. But he was accomplishing through my life what he wanted to accomplish. If he asked me for approval, it probably wouldn't have happened. So he just set out to accomplish something through my life through the word of God. How could I build a church have faith for the church, bring a team of people together and handle the mass amount of money that we have to handle now. If God couldn't teach me the lesson of my faith being placed in him for something that isn't to come into place that, that isn't, if he couldn't teach me how to manage finance and understand, if he couldn't teach me to have my dependency on him, let me tell you, God was accomplishing something good in my life so that we could be here today in this amazing church. And he's doing the same in your life. Maybe you're looking at your son or your daughter, not, not with Christ right now, and you're saying, God, but I did what your word says. It says, train a child in the way they should go, and they will never depart. What the heck is this? Like, they're departing. And he's going, no, no, no. I'm going to teach you something in this moment. 
They're learning amazing life lessons. Don't you worry, I have a hedge of protection around them, like in the book of Job. Don't you worry, they can't go too far. They don't know it, but they're on a string. And I'm constantly holding them back. Don't worry, the devil can't play with them too much. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow some things to happen in their world and in your world for them to learn who God really is, for them to learn that the Word of God and everything that mum and dad taught them is the actual truth. And the seeds in their life will not let them depart, but they need to learn for some lessons. And for you, you need to know that your faith can't just simply be in the good times of the Word. Your faith needs to be in me in the bad times of the Word. Your faith needs to be in me when you can't see that God is accomplishing something good. You still need to have faith. Let me tell you something here today, church. He is a good God. He's word will not return void and he's doing something in your life if you can't see it or not. That's good news, amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give God a shout of praise. He's always got an agenda. And this is the best part of the message coming up. Part two. Why is the word of God ineffective for some people? It's a good question, isn't it? So I've written some questions down, two questions. So why does scripture bring so much life to some people and not others? Oh, that's a good question. Who wrote that? (laughs) Why does some have so much fruit, so much seed, so much bread to give? Hey, brother Shane and Robin, I look at you guys, you got so much to give all the time. While others who also read scripture, the living word of God, Never really get transformed by it. Good questions. Maybe you feel like this here today. I felt like this for so many years in my younger life. Reading the word of God and just going, man, like, I could give up. Like, really, like, I fall asleep after verse 1. You want me to do a Bible in the year? It's like three chapters a day, which is only 15 to 20 minutes, by the way. I think Facebook is about two hours for the average person a day. Just sort of throw that out. Maybe you feel like this as well. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Mixed with faith. So scripture reading brings life. It becomes life. It is life when we mix it with faith. So what is faith and how do we mix? We need to understand, though, what this looks like in our world. So let me read you a few scriptures. I'm just going to go to see how activating the living word of God in your life might look and see if you can find the answers. Hebrews 11, 1 and 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So my note is we have to trust the word and scriptures even though we don't see how it will work. So we have to blind trust scripture even though we don't understand it, comprehend it, believe it, trust it. We still have to go, well, it's your living word. I'm going to do it. James 2, 26 For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we have to be proactive with applying scriptural principles. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For that who comes to God must believe that... So who comes to God? When we come to God, we must believe that he is... And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek or pursue him. 
So activating faith upon Scripture is part of diligence of pursuing or seeking God. So religious scripture reading won't bring life to you or bring religion to you. But when we actively pursue the scripture, what does pursue mean? It's holistic. It's not I like this part of the scripture. It's I pursue the truth. I am set out to pursue this thing. I am set out to grab hold of what that one word in that one verse means for me today. The word living. I am going to pursue that word living because I don't feel like I am. It's just a word. It's just a verse in many books, in the whole Bible, and we're trying to do it in a year, but today I have to pause and pursue what this is saying because it needs to be life to me, not just words to me. If you want words, read a novel. I've got no time for that. I need the living life of God in my bones, amen? Let me tell you this. If you read one novel, you need to read the Bible twice. That's the commission. Three times. Okay, Romans 10, 17. For then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In a complete circle now, we have faith is strengthened by trusting in Scripture in the first place. Faith by hearing, but hearing by the word. So what does that mean? Okay, well, it means you can do audio Bible. Okay, that's what it's not what it means. <laughs> Although you can do that. That's, honestly, that's probably how I read the Bible most. Okay, it's audible. Otherwise, I just fall asleep. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the word of God. Did you know that the word's talking to you today? It's speaking to you. Can you hear it? The living word, of it's alive. It has something to say. It has an agenda to transform your life. It's speaking to you. How does God speak? Through the living word of God. Don't lift your hand, but is there anyone here today that doesn't hear the voice of God? I already know the answer. It's about 80% of us. Okay? This is why we're not pursuing. We're reading, but we're not pursuing. We need to pursue. It's living. We have to understand this, church. It's the one thing I want us to take home today is that this thing is the words of Jesus Christ. It comes from the throne room in heaven, and he's not dead. He's alive and well, and this is living. It speaks to you. Now, I'm not trying to get weird on us, okay? But when you, when you read a verse, blesses the man that walks not in the counsel of the other. Well, God, what are you saying? Well, what God might be saying to me is that I need to change my friendship circles. Because I'm not blessed if I stay in the circle of the ungodly. Blesses the man that stays not in the circle of the ungodly. So, God, if you want me to break through in areas of my life, I have to change my friendship. So this is one verse, Psalms 1, verse 1. It's alive. Man, I could open any verse. You know, the Old Testament one, either you ring John or call a friend, but you can, ring, you, can, you, can open it, you can open up to any verse. And I promise you one thing, even the boring, crappest ones. Okay, Leviticus. Yeah. Yeah, or judges. I promise you, I promise you, God will transform your life through that one. I promise you. I've done it with John. We, I, I, did a, I did a year of Hebrew and I had to stop, okay, because it was just like I couldn't get out of the Bible and become a normal person. Like, I just... I was getting so consumed, and I'm just like, okay, I'm meant to be a Pentecostal preacher. I can't be stuck in Leviticus here, right? So I've got to move forward a lot. But I learned more about the heart of God through the book of Numbers. I really did. Through the book of Leviticus. I learned the heart of God through those books. And when I read those books and went back to the New Testament, the New Testament spoke to me like it's never spoken before. Because he was speaking through a, a, a frame, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to get at, a frame of reference 
that I had now of the heart of God. So it wasn't just Luke's story or Matthew's story now. It was the heart of God through the, the person Luke. The heart of God through the person Matthew. And I started, God will speak to you right where you're at. And this is the greatest thing. Every time I need a message for Sunday, right, I just listen to a podcast or just where my daily reading is at. And God speaks to me. God speaks to me. My dad, or my wife, I've got a wise dad. I'm, I'm a very grateful person. And I remember once when I had to do my first generosity message, I asked dad, I said, you got any advice? We've got to speak generosity at church for the first time. And he said, Graham, I've realized that there is a generosity message in every verse of the Bible. Let me tell you, it speaks to you. It speaks to you. It's alive and well. Amen. To start living, before we approach God's living word, we must lay aside what we already know. This is even, I say that to the scholar and the theologian. So I say that to you and I. Before we read, let's lay aside everything we know. Trust that what Scripture says is smarter, wiser. You know, his ways are wiser and greater than our ways. And more beneficial for us than anything else we could possibly understand in life. It's more beneficial. Trust it. Lay down our opinion. Can you do that with me through 2022? Could we read the Bible together and lay down our opinions first? Uh, It'll change your life. Be willing to have new revelation today. Read my favorite verse, obviously, Psalms 1, verse 1. Read it for a new revelation today. I've had many revelations from that one. But would we read the Bible for a new revelation today? He's got plenty to say. He's talking nonstop. And apply what it says without second guessing. I'm not one that prescribes to blind faith or stupid faith (laughs) that, you know, without thinking, without reasoning, I do everything in my life through the Wesleyan quadrilateral. (laughs) Legitimately. So if my wife asks me the direction for our family, I go to the Wesleyan quadrilateral. I do, you could research that. The 4-1, not the 3-1, you need the fourth balance. So I don't prescribe to that except for when it comes to this. Don't, don't, even, don't even think about it, just do it. It'll change your life for the better. All the time, every time, full stop. Don't even think about it. Men in the house, we're so wise... So smart, the heads of the home. A true head of the home will allow this to be the head over them. A true head of the home goes, you know what, God, you're real. You're very talented. Your ways are higher than my ways. I trust this. Every single word, every single dot, paraphrase, every, just not paraphrase, that's a bad one. Every single section of this word, every chapter, holistically, independently, the chapter on its own, through a biblical, I trust your word. It's alive, it's well, it's living, and I want it in my life. I want your word to reform my heart so I'm not deceived every moment and every morning of my life, that I'm not deceived that doing that is okay when it's not okay. I want to be strong and I want a foundation. And the only foundation that is strong is the word of God. Jesus said, I am your foundation and on this rock I will build the church. He was talking about this. He was talking about this because it comes from the throne room of heaven. God, I want your word to renew my mind. It's the only thing that can. So I will just trust it without throwing any opinions or anything over it. I will not gloss it. 
but I will also not underplay it. I will not try and make it more than what it is, but I will not say that it's less than what it actually is. It is true, and I will keep to the truth. And if you tell me to do that thing in there, I will do it. If you tell me to give my seed away, my bread away, I will do that. Sometimes I will do it in the natural, so I'll actually give my food away, but sometimes I will do it more in the spiritual. I'll give my wisdom away that I've been learning through this word. Whatever. If you say to tithe, I don't care where it is in the Bible, I will tithe, which means 10% of what comes into my, my family's income, I will do it. It's, it's, not, it's not stupidity if it's in the Word of God. And there is an agenda. And let me tell you, the agenda is for life because it's living. There is an agenda to you tithing, absolutely. But it will change your life for the good. And right now, this is the test. Because I've just done the big drop, boom. Talked about money. (laughs) But that's the test right there. What's in your mind right now? Mm. Lay it aside. This is good, isn't it? (laughs) Would you lay aside what's in your mind right now? Not just about money, though. Apply that now to everything. If it says to pray, pray. Without ceasing, sure, I'm going to work on that one. 2020, I'm going to pray without ceasing. It says to read my word, yep, I'm going to read your word. If it says to be kind, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to develop kindness in my world. It's not, it's, you know, if it, it's, that means I've got to move on from sarcasm. You know, I had to do this in my life. It means I've got to stop ripping people down and having fun at other people's expense. I'm going to stop all these sort of things because the word of God says that I am meant to bring life to somebody else. Amen? Amen. Believe that? Hits you hard, but it's good, isn't it? Feels good. Faith is an understanding that Scripture has the higher authority and the highest level of truth. That's not faith. Faith is applying the higher authority and truth, even though we don't understand or agree. And just in finishing today, I've got 13 minutes left. I'm going to take my time on this one. Ready? What happens when we pursue God through His Word? You want to know what happens in your life? When we read Scripture so much that it's ingrained in us and we allow Scripture to evaluate our lives, we don't evaluate the Scripture. When we mix our faith, in other words, we apply the Scripture to our what happens? This is what happens. We are transformed and we are equipped. We obtain wisdom. We are taught a higher level of life skills. We obtain a new and higher level of thinking. We begin to understand God's ways and his heart and his purposes. Singular heart. We start to see God's design in all things. We start to cherish and to value different things in life. That's good. We are fulfilled with assurance in our life. We are strengthened and we are empowered in your life. You want to be an empowered person and a strengthened person, it's through this. Our self-esteem is built up when we have the living Word of God in us because it's not just the words, but it's the living Word. It's the life-transforming Word of God. Do you believe that this morning? If you want to start living a real life, a fulfilled life, a full Christian experience, let the living Word of God change you, transform you, and read you. Let me say that again. It's a bit quiet for these exciting words that I'm throwing out. If you want to start living a real life, and have a full Christian experience. Anyone want a full Christian experience? Talking walking and healing, talking the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm talking the gospel alive, I'm talking blessing, I'm talking favor, I'm talking families united. It's a full Christian experience. Let the living word of God change you, transform you, and read you. Release the living word of God to do good work in your life. It requires humility, 
but it's worth it. Amen? Amen. This is when living really starts. This is what I love to do is I want to pray this morning. If you're in this place and you're like, man, I identify with this message and I'm alive, but I'm, sometimes I really feel like I'm not living. You know, living isn't going to work, coming home, kissing your, your wife, you're putting your kids to bed, reading a story, and then repeat. Yeah, that's, not, that's not living at all. Living is vibrant. Living is full of joy, full of happiness. Living is walking with wrestles in your life and challenges in your life, but knowing you will always overcome. Living, living is looking at sin in your world and, 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 and understanding. You know, sometimes we need to embrace sin. That's big, big one right there, okay? Don't, po- don't post that on social media. It needs context. <laughs> but sometimes we need to embrace the fact that I'm not perfect, but I'm the, on the way always to perfection. Here, here, right? Because what it means is when... This is, this is, this is the biggest deception of the devil. Is he goes, well, you've got sin in your life, so you're less than worthy of God. Yeah. But God's saying, no, 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 Jesus said that I came for those who are struggling. I came for those who do need life and truth and happiness and God. He said, I came for the weak, not the strong. He said, I came for the sinner, not the religious person that won't accept who I am. He said, I came for you, church, and he came for me. Like, let's embrace that we have issues in our world, but be full of joy because every day we face these things, we conquer through the love and the strength that God has given us through his word. And so you can be more than alive, you can be living in this place. So if that's you, I'm going to ask, would you just right now in this place, we don't normally do this, every eye is open, everyone's looking at you, would you stand to your feet? If this morning you want to say, Graham, I'm going to partner with you in City Point North in 2022, and I'm going to be more than alive, I'm going to start living. I'm going to grow. Stand to your feet. Come on. Let's be brave in this place. This is a declaration we're saying. This is a declaration we're saying today at the beginning of this year. Is God, 2023 is not going to come and I'm the same. No way on earth. What a waste of a year. No one or nothing is going to waste a year of my life. And so I feel like today God's calling people. Right? Now, the ones that are standing are the easy committers. Okay? To all those sitting, I don't want to embarrass anybody. It's not my intent this morning. But I want to believe with you that this could be a transformational year for your life. And you might not be able to say to me, I can truly commit to giving my everything. But why don't you take a step? Why don't you take a step? And if today you're prepared to take a step and say, God, this is really difficult, but I do want more of you. And you're prepared to take a step to go, so God, I'm going to give you more of me. And you might not be able to, would you stand to your feet too and join your brothers and sisters here today? You might be able to say, God, I'm prepared to put my toes in the water, but I'm not yet prepared to jump in. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Would you stand to your feet and join? It's great. Great to see people stand. your hands to God, church. Father, you see these people. Amazing. This year, we are so committed to not being the same. We will pursue you. We will pursue your living word. Today, we acknowledge, for some of us, we've never heard a message like this about scripture. For others, we've heard it and forgot. For others, we knew your word is living, but it's that reality is kind of just, it's just turned into a book that we call the Bible, and we try and be religious and read it every morning. 
Father, today, this is your church. Would you look at us right now? All of heaven, would you look? This is your church, City Point North. We are your people. And we say we remember that your word is alive and well. It's transformational and it will do something in us this year. God, we give you our lives. We pursue you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can everyone stand in this place? That would be fantastic. We all stand to our feet. The Word of God is alive and living. But that life comes out of the Word of God when we give our hearts to God. And we don't believe in religion in this church. We believe in being Jesus followers. We believe in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He did come. The Word became flesh. He did come over 2,000 years ago now. And He walked to this earth. And He died a death that was the worst death of the time. It was for those that were mocked the most by society, belittled the most by society, regarded as nobodies and nothings in life. They used to crucify those sort of people. They just did one thing wrong. It was their opportunity. And Jesus, the Savior of the world, the one that came from heaven, had a whole throne and heavenly angels around him all day long. The best meals and the the best everything a person could ever want. No pain or suffering, no hurt. That person, Jesus Christ, came and lived. He died that death but he rose in victory. He rose in victory. And you might feel like your life is dying, you're suffocating, and you need an answer. Let me tell you, he rose in victory for a reason, for you. Because he said, if I can do it, you can do it. That's right. And he said, and all you have to do to do it is accept that he did it for you. Is accept him as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches us that he didn't then die again or run away somewhere. He's not lost in history, in the pages of the Bible or any other book of history. No, no, no. Jesus is alive and well. In fact, the disciples and hundreds of people that day got to see him ascend to heaven. That actually happened. And a day is coming that he will descend from heaven again and set up his kingdom here on earth. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And he's going to come for his bride, and his bride is the church. And today, I want to open the invitation. Would you be part of that bride? If you've never given your heart to him before, when he comes back, would he find you well and ready? Not perfect. Definitely not perfect. Otherwise, none of us are here today. But would he find you pursuing him? Would he find you open-hearted to him, open-handed to him? Not throwing your opinions on him or anything like that, but just going, God, I've got no idea. I don't, didn't even know what your word meant for the Leviticus. What the heck? Like, who put that in there? But God, I do know this, that you did it all for me, and I'll give you my heart today. That's all he wants. If you would do that today, I can promise you something. I can promise you that life will be tough. There will be days really, really hard. But I also promise you that you will be victorious every day. That every day you will not fight a battle alone ever again. I can tell you that when you're in your car and you've just had that argument with your husband or wife, the Spirit of God is there with you in that car. I can tell you He will counsel you, He will help you, He will strengthen you, and He will bring life back into you. Amen. Amen. So if that's you today, church, can we all close our eyes? If you would like to give your heart to Jesus today, could you just boldly lift your hand across this place? And I'm just going to pray with you in just a second. I won't ask you out the front or embarrass you. I see that hand down there. Is there anyone out here this morning? Is there anyone out here this morning? I've just got like one minute, so we're going to be real quick. But this will literally be the defining best decision of your whole life. It'll give you life here and now, but also eternally. 
someone has a battle right now in your spirit, would you just lift your hand and worry about the battle five seconds later? Just lift your hand right now. Open your heart to Him. And I want to just open this up to one more group of people because I feel like there are people here today and you're like, man, I'm like the worst Christian ever. I, I am hopeless at this thing. I give my heart to God, but then I literally just turn my back to Him five seconds later. I go for a week and then I turn my back. Let me tell you, I want to tell you something today. That doesn't mean you're not a child of God, that He doesn't love you and you still aren't a Christian. But it does mean this, you're walking a dangerous road. Because as your faith dies, your faith dies in who He is as your Saviour. And that's not a road to continue walking on. If that's you today, would you just be bold and lift your hand and give your heart back to God and make this fresh decision for 2022. Thank you, Lord God. I'm just going to look around a couple more times. I see that hand there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, I'm just going to take a second here. There's three people in this place that want to lift their hands right now. Would you just be bold? No one's watching, just me. Would you just lift your hand in this place? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right. There's a hand over here. I see your hand back there. God bless you. Two more people. Thank you, Jesus. Phil, I'm at an auction or something. Like, I don't want this to be weird, but I see your hands there as well. One more person. Hey, this isn't about me. It's not about everyone around you. This is just about you and God. It's just... This, we're just putting stakes in the ground today, first Sunday of the year, and we're just, we're just re, uh, realigning ourselves and reminding the world who we are. Would you just lift your hand one more time? I'm going to ask, and then we're just going to move on. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 This is what I want to do. I just want to pray with you people, and then we'll go out rejoicing. Father God, I just want to thank you for this day, the day that the Lord has made. Father, we have so much to rejoice. That's right. So much. Father God, I want to thank you for these people lifted their hands. That person that didn't, Father, open their heart. I don't care about seeing a hand, Lord God. I just care about them giving their heart to you and just being one with you. Father, you saw that today. I pray right now. Your word says that the gates of hell will not prevail against your people, against your army, Lord God. And, and I just speak today that their lives would be free, that they would be set free from the things that weigh them down, Lord God. Father, today I pray that your word as they read it would uh, bring life into their bones, into their spirit, man. Father, I thank you that your spirit is alive and well and that as you move and work through their lives, that, Father, they would be strengthened and that they would be, know that they are more than conquerors. Jesus, as you example that through your resurrection. Today we give you our hearts, we dedicate our lives to you, and we proclaim that we are Christians, that we are born again. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said, Amen. 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 Let's put our hands together and give God some praise today.